Okay, guys, um, welcome back to the BGJ 101 Storing Podcast. This is going to be episode 13. We have an awesome guest of Brendan James. Is it Barquet? Barquet, yeah. Brendan James. Brendan James, yeah. Or Brendan, Brendan James. Um, yeah, so we'll just introduce everybody else again. Again, we're back with Eduardo um, Diaz. He's a fourth degree um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And Brendan also is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt all at Gaha HQ in Brisbane. Um, we always generally start with like a real basic question of just like start to introduce yourself a little bit and particularly when you kind of like got introduced to, but do like the early years of your life or whatever and yeah. like where you come from and, and the background about yourself and then also where you kind of got like introduced to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Um, uh, I was born in Western Australia um, and like most of my life, like I'm, I'm a small guy as you can see, um, like I was p- sort of pushed into a lot of martial arts, uh, from my parents. Um, and so like when I was young, I did, uh, um, Taekwondo and karate, yeah. but I never really liked them though. A lot of it was just like this really traditional stuff. And like, I never saw a lot of point in it, but I did enjoy, and I remember when I was probably, um, maybe six or seven, I saw my first, um, uh, ninja movie. He was the American Ninja, okay. and like this guy who was basically beating up like ten guys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like this is kind of where I kind of thought about this idea of martial arts. And like I said, like I did karate and and all of these type of things, but I never really um, enjoyed them. And um, I then went moved on to like kung fu because I became a big uh, Bruce Lee fan yeah, just yeah. from the, the the whole ninja thing. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. into Bruce Lee, um, and I did. Um, Kung Fu for years and um, I I met a person there and he's a professional fighter um, and he had his first professional fight and for me he was like like the the most the greatest fighter I've ever known type of thing and he basically got taken down and submitted with an arm triangle at the time I didn't know what was happening like I'm looking at going what's going on like he's on the ground and and, and he taps um, and the whole fight's over he barely threw a punch this guy just grabbed him, dragged him to the ground, and it was over. Um, and I'm just, I was kind of dumbfounded. Um, but that, seeing that against this person who I considered to be an amazing fighter, yeah. made me go, what is this? Mm. And it wasn't, uh, this was all happening at that very start of like UFC. So you'd get uh, tapes, like actual cassette videotapes handed yeah. around to friends. VHS. Yeah, yeah. that's it, VHS. Um, and so like you would be like at a, uh, a, uh, like tape in the uh, the library and someone to have a tape and you're all huddled around <laughs> like looking at like these people like beat on each other and this is where I you know saw um, Hoist Gracie as well I didn't act on any of that for like quite a number of years I kept doing Kung Fu um, ended, ended up getting injured um, and uh, and then just left sort of martial arts for a while and mm. then I think it was maybe a couple of years and then I decided I wanted to come back and I went to, at this time, mixed martial arts had become quite popular. Still early days, like sort of Matt Hughes, kind of that, where it's still rough and tumble. Um, And I thought I'll go to uh, an MMA gym. So I went to an MMA gym, but I was only doing stand-up classes. And like, uh, you know, so, which was great. And then like I got convinced to do a jiu-jitsu class. Um, And I'll remember it, it was like no gi, and I just got schmozzled. Like, yeah. every which way I went, like, was wrong. So, like, I'd go left and I'd get caught into something. At this stage, I didn't know what it was, but yeah. I'd be caught into something. I'd go, oh, okay, well, the natural order of the world, if I go left and it's wrong, 
if I go right, it'll work out. But it didn't. <laughs> like, I'd, go, I'd go left and then something else would happen. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was getting an arm triangle a lot because I'd try and pull one arm out and bang, I'd just get in triangle, triangle. Um, and I just went, I don't know what, what's happening here. Mm. And that was kind of my first introduction to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to understand what was happening. Um, and the, uh, the MMA gym I was at, I, I didn't find it was a very good environment. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to keep doing this. So I went onto the, onto websites and started looking it up. Yeah. Um, and I found the Gaha Jiu Jitsu page, um, with Eduardo. Um, and I read it all and I had read a bunch of, and I was going to go and check around, uh, check out different gyms, but Eduardo at that time, and it's still on the website in, in a, in a different form. He had like a code of conduct in there mm. and it was written in a, what I would see it say like was kind of like a broken Brazilian English, <laughs> but the intent of it was, was really yeah. sweet, yeah. which made me think like this person, like, you know, is, is a martial artist, is a black belt, but he sounds like a really kind, genuine guy. Yeah. And I went, if half of that, what I'm reading in this is, um, is what he's like, uh, this will be a good school. Because this MMA gym that I went to was mm. was rough and tumble. They like I was not gonna be a prize fighter, so they did not care yeah. about you. You yeah, were yeah. just there to pay them money yeah. and they then so their uh, fighters could fight and earn money. Um, so th- their tutorials were like one, two, three, like simply like you could get it out of a magazine. I'm not yeah. saying that they're bad at what they do, it just wasn't at that time it wasn't catering yeah. for your your, you know, general martial artist who just wants to learn, mm. you know, techniques and, and things like that. Anyway, I came to a class and it used to be over here um, at a, in another gym um, and I just got, like, <clears throat> beaten up there. Like, you know, I, I tapped my first body triangle known as a soft tap, which yeah. I, <laughs> I always thought was a, a funny term. Um, but just kept going and, like, Eduardo was exactly how I antici- uh, anticipated him to be from that reading, the the, code reading of that conduct, code of yeah. conduct, um, and uh, and then I basically I like I signed up like immediately. Like I went to one class. I had this like crappy old style judo gi, um, and well, I, it was white, wasn't it? Yeah, white long, one. like like yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. A, on a and it was, it was too where did, long. Where did, you, where did you get that from? Big, I got like, it from the the, the MMA size eight gym, four. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it didn't look good and it didn't fit well. Um, <laughs> And then uh, eventually, like that gym, uh, the gym moved out of that um, that location thing, yeah. and we and moved to Eduardo's uh, first like solo location, which was just down the road from where we are now. Yeah. Um, and there was a big sort of um, uh, you know hoo ha with getting out of that gym because like a lot of the the students actually were locked into contracts with the the gym, not specifically with Eduardo. Yeah. And I ended up having to kind of pay them out and, and, and you know, there was whatever. There was tough time. That yeah, time. It, I think it was, yeah, it was pretty rough. But, like, an Eduardo actually offered to pay for 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 the thing. He goes, oh, look, I'll pay for it. And I, but I didn't. I said no. Yeah. And then he just came to me one day and gave me my first gi, my yeah. first, because I had this shit white yeah, gi. Yeah, yeah. And he gave me this, um, it was a pride gi, blue um, A2. I still have the yeah, gi yeah. at home. Like, I, w- I don't wear it anymore. Thanks but I, God for that. Yeah, I, I would, I'd, uh, I would never get rid of it. Um, so it's sitting in, in the garage and, yeah. like, it's a gear that I'll, I'll yeah. keep forever. Like, maybe one day I'd like to put it in sentimental, a Sentimental, yeah, sentimental kind But, like, that was pretty much, like, uh, my introduction is, like, you know, from 
you know, getting like seeing what happened, getting like my friend getting smashed yeah. by someone like through who wasn't punched, it was just submitted. Yeah. Then uh, seeing UFC, going to a UFC, a CG, uh, sorry, an MMA gym, and then basically eventually with Eduardo. And interestingly, today the fourteenth of, uh, of of August is my twelve year anniversary from that day that I went to Eduardo's. Yeah. So I've been training for twelve years, and nice. today is the exact oh, wow. day that I walked in. Like special occasion. Yeah, yeah. So which is which is uh, I, I, we didn't plan that, yeah, but like I, I woke up this morning and went, oh, it's the fourteenth of August, twelve years today that yeah, I've been that's training. That's crazy, man. That gym actually was uh, very very remarkable because it was the beginning of something that I always believed that was make a jiu-jitsu only gym mm. with the jiu-jitsu culture. Before that, jiu-jitsu wasn't so famous mm. here in Australia, so you had to literally rent a space or have some sort of partnership in like in a Muay Thai boxing gym or in a Taekwondo gym or in a karate or, yeah. or PCYs or something like that. And uh, I always dream of like having a jiu-jitsu place with the jiu-jitsu culture only, mm. with jiu-jitsu people, which is a very different... Yeah. kind of people than mm. does other martial arts. You know, each person has a different style, you know what I mean, that does certain yeah. martial arts. So, uh, and vibe, etc. So, that was really good because it was the beginning of something that we start to build like with a solo jiu-jitsu culture mentality that was excellent. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, we've dabbled over the years in having like some striking classes yeah, yeah, yeah. all that and it's never really panned out because yeah. I think like, like jujitsu people are jujitsu people. Like if you're in it, you're in it. And like doing oh. this other stuff, like this doesn't seem that interesting. Like if you want to train stand up, go go to another gym and do it. Like yeah. Um, and there is 100 for me a different vibe um, in training in a, a solely dedicated jujitsu school than a mixed martial arts or even one that is not maybe mixed martial arts but has stand up classes yeah. and, and things like that. It's a way. I think it's a way tighter community. Um, like where it's competitive but supportive. Whereas I find once you start trying to get in, like especially prize fighters and things like that, there's a lot more competition and ego in there. Yeah. No one wants to let anyone get away with anything. And I think it actually dilutes jiu-jitsu. 100%. I agree. Couldn't I think more. we've talked about like, I think there's kind of two main points. I think like the professional fighters thing, that's like a completely different like For sure. situation. But like we've talked about this before with people just like... Um, sparring or, or being involved in boxing versus grappling martial arts like i think one of the main reasons we talked about this before is, is there's no such thing as like a light role you know what i mean and that, i think that actually leads to a lot of the time why it is so it's more neutral compared to a lot of the other martial arts in terms of how people behave and their ego yeah. there's always going to be people with weird personalities and mm. people that you know don't know how to kind of behave socially in certain settings but just the fact that you can actually spar 100%, you're not going to get knocked unconscious, you're not going to have these catastrophic things happening, and you're training at a high intensity, but still in a way that's safe enough for you to do every day, that it, it, it equalizes that egotistical like addition of people's personality in training. Yeah, and I think... And you can't really do that, I don't think, like in, you know, a lot of stand-up stand striking martial no, arts. No, I've been punched in the head a lot. Um, <laughs> and, like, one of the last times I got punched in the head, like, I got concussed. Yeah. And, like, we're talking uh, six or seven years ago now. Yeah. And, like, I had a massive, like, headache and migraine for, like, a week. And then I kind of just went, I'm done. Like, yeah. that's not what I want to do. But outside of that... 
one of the things I always found, especially with the traditional martial arts, is that you were never tested. You would do techniques yeah. over and over again to repetition uh, and to, to nauseam, mm. but um, did it work? Um, and you, you don't know. Like, and I, like in, in that whole time, I never really got into fights. Like, I'm not like an individual that like, you know, seeks out or even puts myself into positions uh, to, to have mm. to fight. Um, but like, I, I have no idea to this day, mm. like, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of my point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with jujitsu, you're literally testing the, the skills and the techniques every session. People you know? test yeah. every session, every, every session. And, and, and I trained in boxing yeah. for three years and never been knocked out. So you're going to yeah. leave uh, That's, whatever you believe that yeah. you're good enough yeah. or not good, or, yeah. but you know. And this is what I love about jiu-jitsu. You're not is thrown that, into reality the same way. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Like every day and, and it's staged. Like when you first walk on the mat... You're just a, like a ragdoll f- for someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, exactly. but that's part of the baptism of fire. And like, I think this is like where it, it differentiates people who keep in jiu-jitsu and people who don't. You need to take kind of that part of it uh, and put your ego aside and just realize that you don't know anything and that you have to go through that to a point where you start to learn things. And yeah. in my experience, it's like, minimum six months you're not going to have any idea what you're doing and at, at the six months you'll start to you know really understand and, and start to be able to put something back and not not get submitted as easy and then someone who walks off the street you'll be able to handle yourself against them reasonably well and and to help out when you're starting don't think about what other people think about you because everyone started that way the same way yeah, and yeah, they kept going yeah, exactly so they everyone's the same yeah, yeah we, we always talk about this type of stuff. It's like trying to differentiate like the physical aspect of jiu-jitsu and then like your own mental component that you bring with you, like all yeah. the fear of losing in front of other people or failing yeah. at this thing and blah, 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 and you have to navigate that. Yeah. Also while learning a certain number of skills and movements and postures and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it, it is. It's complex. It's unusual. Yeah. You, it's have to, you have to fall yeah. in love with the failure Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, of jiu-jitsu in the sense of that like you're going to go there and you, you're going to you're going to get better yeah. but you're going to have plateaus you're going to have troughs yeah. where like and and i think this is a part of just normal brain development that when you are learning something yeah. and it starts to to really like you know connect those synapses in your brain your brain kind of shuts down you become retarded mm. and then like so for a period of time you're not doing anything well and i've had that a bunch of times like where i'm just like i can't put something together the synapses kind of like connect and then bang i have another sort of you know a peak yeah. or an uplift in in, in the skills yeah. um and that's what i enjoy about it and i think that anyone who's going to be successful in jiu-jitsu has to en- enjoy the process of failure because that's one of the only ways to get there there will be successes of course don't let me like yeah. say it's all failure <laughs> but you have to enjoy the failure as yeah. much as the success you have to find the in like the good part of the failure like all right Correct. i'm, yeah, the, I'm the being benefit. presented an opportunity to evolve learn ex- yeah. expand my mind whatever whereas a lot of people approach it with that idea of like yeah. oh i keep losing oh it sucks and wham, wham, wham. yeah and like they keep going on this like downward spiral rather than this like upward trajectory that you're talking about like oh, i plateau and bang i, yeah. I evolved oh, i plateau and bang i evolved and it just leads in the same direction yeah. the amount go. of times like after training especially when i used to train at nights um that i almost crashed my car thinking like about thinking about going oh i could do <laughs> like and yeah. then i'm like okay like let's just focus on it we'll think about it when i get okay, home yeah, yeah. because but that's what you've got to do you got to have and you got to look at the failures, how you can apply them to get better. Yeah. And then when you when you um, have a win, like you you finally submit with some someone with uh, something you've been working on, mm. like enjoy it, 
but like that's just that's just the start. You got to keep on working on. Yeah, on those, I did those it once. Now well. I need to do it in the next thing Correct. or the next time. And I really yeah. like the transfer of that mentality um, from jujitsu to real life as well. Yeah, Whether it's in your job, relationships, whatever it might be, because you're going to be delivered, you know, sadness and sorrow mm. um, through through different times in your life, and to have that. Okay, I'll take the hit. What am I going to learn? learn and yeah, what's and what's with, the direction yeah. or the actions I need to take? To, to keep moving forward and, and hopefully avoid those things in the future. That, that's also something that we've, like, had come up in conversation with, like, you know, this is the 13th episode. Like, we always talk about, like, you know, what has what jiu-jitsu taught you? Not only, like, you know, to give you confidence in the, in the way that you can defend yourself physically yeah. and stuff like that, but, like, man, this is a compacted version of life, like you're saying. Yeah. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have to learn how to deal with them. You're going to have problems. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have catastrophic things that occur like how do you deal with this stuff yeah and i just think like a lot of people don't actually get to that point of recognizing you know what jiu-jitsu is a representation of life or a lot of martial arts are a representation of life yeah. you're going to deal with all the ups and downs and all the and it was know. something that i learned mm. as well like when i started i was like uh, almost 30 years old um but i would say that like i still had like a, a quite an immaturity on failure yeah um and through jiu-jitsu like it's i I wasn't a person that gave up but like how i dealt with it was not in a a positive way like i'd kind of be like you know kick the you know the table kind of thing this is shit and i think this is a constant work yeah you're gonna open your mind more and more yeah to to to, isn't it like you're gonna have that failure first you're gonna okay, you, you admit it, you try to be better, and then eventually you go like, oh, what else I can take out? Or like, there's more other positions, you know, like, just carry on. And yeah. exactly. And Eduardo, like, you know, I've been with Eduardo now for like, you know, 12 years as, his, mm. as a coach and a mentor, and he would have seen me through different yeah, life stages, things. Yeah. Um, and like, I know that like where I was, and you, this is another thing of uh, jiu-jitsu, because it's a long journey, you build up this, this you know relationship with the coaches and yeah. other other practitioners that is very supportive and you go through peaks and troughs you know emotionally with training outside of that and i think that's equally as important yeah. as like the art of training and, and, and doing jiu-jitsu yeah. as well and like i'm like an end product of that an end product <clears> in the <throat> sense that like where i am now i'm better than where i was 12 years yeah, way better yeah. and i've still got a lot of stuff that i can keep yeah. on improving and will keep continue to prove on uh improve on so like yeah it's it, it's, just, it's a great addition to your life i think that's a really interesting like um perspective on it because we've never had anybody talk about like the way jiu-jitsu as a martial art or as an activity has helped like improve their relationship with failure like I, th- I just think that's a really interesting thing to note mm. because we've talked about people about accountability and it's gave given them lots of confidence and it improved in um you know being um sensitive to certain things understanding this and that but like i think that's like a really important perspective to look at like it really does teach you how to accept and deal with failure which is something that's going to occur all the time in your life yeah and it, it also kind of teaches you um, not only like the physical tools of how to deal with it in terms of like maneuvering past people and doing this, but it gives you some mental tools to kind of go like, all right, well, what what can I do right now to yeah, failure or bad feelings or whatever yeah. are an indicator or a catalyst. All right, something's not working for me right now. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do differently? And Correct. I think that's a super interesting and perspective. And that's definitely a, like a journey that I've been on the last 12 years yeah. is that from being 30 and, you know, kind of thinking that I knew everything, 
being 30 yeah. to now going, wow, like I, I knew nothing um, and like how far that's it's come. Fun, yeah. um, and I'm not even talking about jujitsu. I'm talking about life, life as, a, as a person. Right. Like I am 100% a way better person. Not as a bad person, but like just matured and addressed things in such a, 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 a better positive and mature way yeah. to keep going forward yeah. um and like jujitsu has definitely taught me that like on the mats but also the people that um who are long-term in jujitsu yeah. like the lessons and and information you but can it get starts with all those little behaviors you know oh. there's little micro things that you're talking about like you know not getting pissed off and punching the mat and saying yeah Fuck, when someone did a submission or whatever yeah. like it, that goes to the bigger picture. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize necessarily, especially early on, because it's just yeah. uncomfortable. It sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. You're getting submitted all the time. But all those little behaviors that you're changing, they lead to that 12-year bigger yeah. picture that improves the quality of your life. Yeah. yeah. There was a very famous uh, jiu-jitsu guy, you know, world champion, Abu Dhabi champion. He said that um, he learned more from his coach before the fights and on hotels that they had trips, mm. like conversations about life and mm. etc. you know, right, then on the mat, you know what I mean? And he was able to take that and put it back in his life and put it back in his jiu-jitsu, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's very interesting as well. Sometimes a coach will come in a very nice way because you're not the best person to judge yourself. Mm-hmm. There's always, but if you have someone that, you know, likes you, that can give you insight as well, and you are sometimes able to take things from life and then put it back in jiu-jitsu as well. So it's the other way around, you know, yeah. which right. is super sure. interesting. Yeah. And, like, and that's why, like, like for me, jiu-jitsu, I didn't know it at the time, but has been this amazing investment into my life. Like, yes, I have these skills um, but uh, within jiu-jitsu, but I have learned at, uh, to use other skills in my life that have made it um, infinitely better than where it was going. Yeah. Um, and like, I'd be eternally grateful, like that I, you know, that I walked through that door, that yeah. I met Eduardo, because I think a lot of that had to do with Eduardo, um, specifically coming back to reading his website and that code of conduct. I was my in my head, I was like, if this guy is anything like this, mm. he's going to be a good guy, mm. and and he was, and I feel very fortunate that I didn't have to go to this gym and that gym and deal with a bunch of people, because mm. in my traditional martial arts. Um, life, like in Kung Fu and whatever, um, I came across like mean, you know, senseis and whatever, mm. uh, and they just like to beat up on people. Um, and like, you know, it was very um, autocratic in their approach to, to martial arts. Is that like, oh, this is secret, you can't know this, and I'll yeah. come over here, bang, fall on the ground yeah. um, type of stuff. So I, I feel very fortunate that like this was like, you know, my first proper introduction to Jiu-Jitsu was with their brother. Mm. It for me, it's and I know it happened a lot in the past, and other martial arts have this culture. But for me, it's almost I can't understand like the coach, one of the coach goes with to give everything he can possibly have, like on the mat, outside the mat, to try and make you better version, you know what I mean, yeah, than you can yeah, possibly yeah. be. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, he's not for any reason, I mean. Why is the point? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what they say. Like a, a lot of the time, the goal of coaching is to produce somebody that has a better, better understanding, yeah. better than better you. Than you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, version, you know, yeah. better and, version of and yeah. make it everything the right, even on the guy mindset to try and make it again, that again, yeah. and reproduce. Yeah. You know, and because of like how like um, that was for me, like as a coach now. Like I will show everything to students, and like they'll do the things that I show them 
and they'll do them back to me and I'll be like, oh, damn it. Like, oh, you know, yeah. because I'd, I'd be sweeping them with something or submitting to something. Uh, like, in, like any student that I, like, I train with regularly or teach, they all, none of them give me their wrists now. Like, wrist locks are, like, almost like a, you know, uh, a hidden treasure oh. <laughs> that I search for because they all hide their wrists because oh. they know I like them. Um, and, but I, I'm trying to pass on to them as much as I can of what I know yeah. um, from jiu-jitsu, but also those life lessons as yeah. well. I just, um, yeah, like, um, to do with that thing, I think this is something that you were all kind of, like, hitting in, in an underlying level. But, like, this attitude of, like, this abundant mindset of where, like, yeah, man, I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share with you. I want to, ex- you know, we're all sharing together. It's inclusive. We're like, ah. Oh, this type of attitude only breeds more growth and more evolving and more everything. Oh, yep. Whether it's technical stuff, whether it's the the guys sharing in the in the hotel room about what to do about life and fighting about relationship advice, all this stuff. You just continually feed each other, and it forces everybody to elevate, and yep. elevate, and elevate. Yep. And I think Whereas, that only comes from the jujitsu. Uh, not people so have much bigger egos, right? Yeah, but like I, I just think like it, it's just an interesting thing that like this attitude is be- beneficial for everybody. Like True. you're talking about, you're showing all your students and all the stuff wrist locks and stuff, and then oh, maybe they're getting you with wrist locks, and now you have to get better and do True. this better. So and, that, and it's always about elevating it more. Wow. Yeah. And when you and when you and when you have the other with the other mindset where you're inclusive or hiding things. Uh, sorry, not inclusive, but. You know, blocking. Oh, you can't have this. You, you're mm. stopping. You're putting barriers in all the time around everything. And no, no, no. We can't do whatever you want. Like, yeah. you're cutting everything off. You actually go the other way. It becomes more of a downward spiral where you, you, I'm not going to train with people above. Like we had a we had Fernando in here last time talking about when he came from Brazil. Here he went to a gym that's unnamed. That man, there was three black belts on the mat. He came in. Oh, I want to do. You know, um, a casual class, three, two of the black belts left because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I don't want to train with the guy. I don't want yeah. to lose and stuff. And it, that attitude of this like scarcity mindset of like, there's not enough to go around, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, in, interest from people, whether it's, oh, let people get upset, not- the jealousy of girl, man, there's another yeah. girl, go find somebody else or whatever. There's more money. There's more people going yeah. open a gym somewhere else. Like this attitude of this like scarcity mindset it, it's gonna cause major problems in your life and the more you're open to just being abundant and understand that there's always more stuff around there's always yeah. more stuff available 100%. abundance in life is around it's all around you all the time what do you want to do yeah. you want to share and be and create a beautiful um like network of people in a family unit of like a gym and all this stuff in this community for people to get along and share and evolve and continue to get better or do you want to build an attitude of like you said with this a lot of old school thinking stuff like that where it's a dictatorship mm. and what I say is the situation and that's it. We're not going to share and help. You follow my orders and that's it. And like, man, it's it, that's a hard way to deal with people if you're yeah. looking to improve uh, yeah, the better things. I saw a scene, uh, I was on the mat when, I, when action that happens. Uh, my One of my coaches, Vinny, was uh, teaching a class and uh, back on the day, mm. this black belt was coming, visiting, etc. And uh, he submitted a guy, and the guy came to him and said, probably purple belt, and the guy came to him and said, man, what have you done? Can you show me after training? I said, oh, no way, this is a black belt secret. And, like, my coach listened to what the guy said, say, say, man, just come here, stand up, leave the gym. And mm-hmm. just, like, you, you, don't, you don't welcome here, man. Just for, like, man, hiding stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it wasn't a joke, because the guy wasn't going to show, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. So, like, you yeah. know, yeah, that was... Just so but I think it's, it's one of, of the reasons that like jujitsu is, uh, I think, 
a respected martial arts is that like there's none of this like hiding stuff like mm. know everything and then go out and then you know do your best and like so someone's only going to be better or worse and then if they're better hey what are you doing and you see a lot of it like you know i've been in competition before and, and something's happened and i've talked to the guy afterwards one of the, the first guys that i fought i still chat to him like 12 years later, <laughs> like, yeah. like on Instagram, like, you know, he's a black belt now um, and, and whatever. Like, and we have like, like a chuckle about like, you know, how crap we were. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I mean, like I, I, I honestly believe a lot of that has to do with like sparring full clip. Like yeah. you, you go hundred percent. So there's no confusion. There's no like, oh, well, you know, if we went for real out in the street without the gloves on, I would get the guy. Yeah. We were just sparring. Like man, that attitude doesn't exist. You are going hundred percent. Yeah. I got you in a position of a choke and you had to give up. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. there's nothing clearer than that. Yeah. You were forced to go, I'm about to pass out. I need to do something. I, I, I can see that, that's it. Yeah. I there, there is. And, and I think that actually is very different to being knocked unconscious also because mm-hmm. you have to register in that moment and go, what am I going to do? Yeah. I, I, what do I do? I have to give up. Yeah. I have to go. I have to make a conscious decision to, decision to say, no, I've had enough. I yeah. don't want to get damaged. I don't want to get choked unconscious. Mm. I give up. Let's go again. Yeah. And I think just the fact that you have to make a conscious decision to say, I need to stop is very different to also just being knocked mm. unconscious. I haven't thought about it like that, but it's no, very no. true. Like you, you are making the choice whether... Yeah. To stop or not? Yeah. Um, where yeah, it's getting punched. You generally don't see it coming. And yeah, you don't see you get knocked out. <laughs> later like, on you go, hey, oh, I didn't what's see going it, on? Yeah. Yeah, and there's think, another thing too. Yeah. Like when you get submitted, you might get submitted. Like when a guy is much better, you might get submitted like seven times, right? Yeah. So the other one, you get knocked out once. You go, oh, he was lucky, man. Just yeah. got clip here. It wasn't even it yeah, got lucky. Right. Yeah, correct. It wasn't skill. Yeah. And actually, the good thing about jiu-jitsu is you can get seven uh, submitted seven times, and then you can go again and get submitted for an eight because yeah, yeah. you're not you're not damaged. Yeah. You haven't done anything uh, really to your body yeah. if you're smart about it. Yeah. Um, and tap, you know, when you should tap, and go, okay, let's go back. How do how do I get into that? What can I do next? And that's one of the things I like about jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like going I, back the, and figuring out that the dynamic definitely leads to that less because it's clear, man. There's no confusion. There's yeah. no unanswered questions. Yeah, you know, I agree. it's it's on. It's in front of you. It's on the mat. It's yeah. written on the mat. This 100%. is what happened. You know what I mean, yeah, Brilliant. Uh I just want to bring it up a subject. I know um, you travel, mm-hmm. like you know, um, used to. <laughs> you used to <laughs> yeah. travel a lot, a lot far away than now, but. Um, I know in your travels, like you, you've been to many different countries and, and like a jiu-jitsu lifestyle, uh, a lot of people actually, uh, majority of people do jiu-jitsu for lifestyle, you know, yep. you know, and, and benefits, health benefits, you know, fitness, etc., and uh, get really hooked on it. And we normally take the gi when we go to other countries, we put in our bags and, yep. you know, when we have the opportunity... It's part of the exploration of the place and, and get to know the culture. It's a great way to make friends, get to know uh, uh, restaurants that the locals go. You know, yeah. I love that. You know, people treat you really well. Um, and you've been, I remember talking to you, you've been to Thailand, you've been in Europe, you're training a, f- a couple of different gyms there. Um, what were your, um, you know, what are your findings? Like, does it help you, like, to, to go and visit new countries? Do you have any funny story about that? Uh, yeah, like... Um, I was, uh, like, in Thailand as well, which it wasn't many... Uh, the scene wasn't really big at the time. Did you train at, at Patong Beach or it was actually a gym? Or? Um, I, t- I trained at um, uh, Phuket Top Team. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But that was actually uh, okay. So I'll start in yeah, in Thailand. Like I went to Phuket Top Team and trained jiu-jitsu there. Uh, Professor uh, Olavo Abru, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what was really good about that is that he was a really he was a really nice guy. Like when I came into the gym, he came up. up and introduce himself and said hello, welcome, blah 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 blah. Um, and there was just in, what was interesting about that gym is that like there was a lot of international people there um, of different like different cultures. So there was like a, a Brazilian guy, an American guy, a train against a, a Russian guy, um, a guy from Sydney, uh, a guy from Canada in this one session. Um, but what I remember uh, most about it, like, was generally his attitude, like, uh, of the professor. Like, he was really open um, to, uh, to like, you know, new people coming in. And that, that's part of their, probably their business model. Um, but he saw me do a choke, and you talked about this before. He came up to me, and he's a, at the time, he was a third degree black belt, and I was a purple belt. And he came up and goes to me, what did you do there? Um, and it's, it was just a, a variation on a baseball choke um, um, that I had basically started doing sort of a little bit by accident because I could never, so when you, when you get the gi and you, you wrap it over and you, you're supposed to change the hand here and then choke like this. Right. And I was just keeping it there and coming in here and then dropping yeah. off, off with my yeah. knee in, in there. Yeah. Essentially, but he'd, he'd never seen it before. So I showed it him and he's like, oh, I guess... That's good, and then you know went on his way. But I was I was quite chuffed about um, a, a, about him asking me because and th- that was kind of like a really good indication, like you know that he was a good coach um, um, and that uh, like because he's asking a purple belt, he wasn't afraid at all. Didn't think about. It. He goes, oh, can you show me that? I want to see what you're doing there because he had watched it and I'd done it a couple of times because it had become a, like a technique that I go like to do um, uh, during that purple belt sort of stage. Um, but the, the training there was really good. Um, the, the Brazilian guy was really good and the, the, uh, cause he was a, uh, he was a purple belt as well. And the, the American was, a, was a brown belt. And I found out later he was actually like, he's actually a professional fighter, the, the, the brown belt. Yeah. I think you find that with a lot of the guys that go to Thailand yeah, and stuff yeah. like he fights in one, one FC yeah, yeah. cause I saw him like maybe two or three years later and oh, I was with that guy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the biggest thing though was that Gaha Jiu-Jitsu stood up um, because I wasn't sure about my own personal abilities because this was the first time that I trained overseas in another gym outside of Gaha. Mm. And, like, a lot of it was about my abilities, like, oh, what am I going to be like? Um, and that was a really good uh, test because I went to this gym, I trained with people from all around the world, and, like, I fucking smashed a bunch of them. Uh-huh. Um, so, like... I um I was really happy not about smashing people but going my jiu-jitsu gaha jiu-jitsu is, is legit and mm. my ability to do it is legit mm. um and it also kind of proved that like uh you know Eduardo was known as like a tough grader but it meant that the belt you're wearing you you've definitely earned that like it's mm. not like a give me and go oh, here's a belt and hopefully you get better mm. it's like that belt is because that's what you are yeah. um in that same trip, I was in Germany and I trained in, in, in Germany as well. I've trained there like maybe five times now, like yeah. over the last sort of 10 years when I've gone to Germany. Um, the first time was pretty funny because uh, to find a jiu-jitsu gym over there Germany. in the area I was in yeah. was pretty hard. So there was one gym um, and this is the gym that I ended up going to. They moved and they, 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 were, they used to be a Hodger Gracie affiliated and then they became a Czech mat like we are now. 
um, but the first time in, the instructor was a blue belt and I was a purple belt. And he, he like, I, I can speak German um, reasonably well, not that great then, but he basically just went, you, you sit over there and I wasn't allowed to be a part of the, the class and he just sent people to me. So they're all white belt and I'm like, but I want... I would just want to be a part of your class. Oh. And he did it like, so the whole time, an hour and a half of, of the class, I, I was just sat at the time and random people would just come over to roll with me. And I'm like, okay. So I just, I just sat there. I roll with people, would smit them a few times um, and then they'd go off and then someone else would come back and oh. then I'd submit them. It was really, really weird. Oh. Um, then the next time I went, which was several years later, um, I'd gone up to a brown belt and he was now a purple belt. But I went up to him and my German was much better. I said, I don't want to sit on the side. I said, I want to be a part of your class. You're, you're the instructor and I will sit here and be the student. I don't care that I'm higher ranked. I said, you teach, I listen and I do. Right. Um, and it was much better. And it was really nice. And I started to, like the first time that I had trained there, there were still people training mm. um, and they'd gone from white belts to blue belts. And so they remembered me. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and basically, well, it was nice because, like, then we were able to have a much more cohesive role. And then, like I said, like, I've been there, like, maybe two more times after that. And the last time I rolled, he was, I had gotten my black belt and he was a brown belt. He's now since got his black belt. Um, and, you know, he knows who I am. He comes in, gives me a hug. And it took, like, over a decade yeah. to kind of build up, like, a bit of that relationship. Yeah. We still follow each other on, on social media and, like, chat and, you know, they're in lockdown and we're in lockdown and these type of things. So it was really nice. But once again, it was really good to see that, um, like, how Gaha Jiu-Jitsu stood up against other Jiu-Jitsu schools. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I've trained at other schools in Australia as well. Um, and you know, But, Brent, it's the, the aside from the, the, the Jiu-Jitsu, the technical part, yeah. like, um, did you, uh, it's, it's a super great lifestyle, like you on a holiday, right? Like, kind of yeah, like, yeah. it's uh, ice on the cake in from the day, you know what I mean? Like, you go and you yeah, train yeah. and then you already go, for, you go for a restaurant you've never been before, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I found that that's amazing, like, in terms of, yeah. uh, when you I enjoy, you know, the days when you're on a holiday like that. Yeah, when I would be planning a holiday... I'd be planning like where the hotel is based on where a jiu-jitsu gym was. <laughs> Location, yeah. um, like it didn't always pan out. Like sometimes yeah. it'd be, they'd be closed or they'd shut down or whatever it is. But yeah, like, and then like I would talk to them um, and like depending on the language, like some, some people in Germany can't speak English at all. And I can speak German well enough to get by, but they'd go, hey, go there, go here. And like, you know, I've gone out with, with you know, and had drinks and stuff. And I think that's a nice part of it. Um, they're like, we share jiu-jitsu and then we go, okay, cool, come in. And then it was um, that, that almost, aspect of yeah, the nice atmosphere and a nice kind of community, even though I'm Australian from the other side of the world. Um, they're like, come on in. And it does create a big bond, almost like automated. Yeah, eh, yeah the, the BJJ community is worldwide. Amazing, it doesn't man. matter where you're from, you share the same experience. You're both choking and sweating on each other. Yeah, and then correct. And, and, and yeah. It was, that was really nice. And so, like... Um, if I even now, like I'll generally drive around just with the jujitsu gear because, like, maybe someone will call me up and go, Hey, what are you doing? Like, you want to train? Oh, yeah, yeah I, do. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be not like not with a gear or, go, yeah. or like no gear or something, um, in case like there's an opportunity to come out. So, yeah, and like traveling overseas has, has, um, uh, is, uh, has proven that like jujitsu is like international. So, even if you can't speak the language, yeah. um, you can still watch. 
and 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 participate and make friends and, and have a really good time. So I, I enjoy that aspect of it as well. And like one day when like borders are open again and we can fly, like I can I intend to um to keep travelling and and you know take my gear with me Training, like for yeah. the rest of my life. Like yeah. wherever I go, uh, I I want to be able to do that. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. It's always always fun to go and experience new cultures and new people, new things, and and learn like different aspects of jujitsu through like man. I, we've talked about this as well on all the different podcasts and stuff, but, like, a lot of the time the culture reflects how the jiu-jitsu is done, like, the, the yeah. techniques they use and the way they do jiu-jitsu, so it's always interesting to learn. But I will, like, comment on the thing you're saying about how you recognise um, the effectiveness of the or the level of the jiu-jitsu that you have around you, and I think that is actually important for people mm-hmm. to, to go and do. And there's always a lot of discussion about people going and training in other gyms or cross-training and stuff like that, and... A lot of the time it's frowned upon and things like that. And like, oh, you shouldn't train at other gyms, particularly in their own yeah. geographical location. And like for me, that's up to people whether they want to, you know, jump around to gyms or stay at one gym themselves. But I think it is important to recognize the value of things and yeah. to go and experience other things and, and, and start to recognize like, oh, you know what, you know, this is good or, oh, like, man, I trained there, there's something wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people don't know any different. Yeah. They'll join a gym where the person's, um, you know, not accredited as a as a black belt or whatever, they make it up, they put a belt on, they go there, they start teaching people yeah, yeah. and they only train there for 10 years, they're, they're still not going to learn anything realistic. So it is good to experience things and enter yourself into competitions and, yeah. and go and, and um, train at other gyms here and there if you're traveling, if that's the way you like to do it or yeah. experience other stuff. Yeah. And like jiu-jitsu for me um, is definitely like a, like a journey of knowledge. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> I get a lot of knowledge from 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 this gym, from you, from from Eduardo, from like Fred, from other, from yeah, other yeah, coaches, everybody. from students. Like students will be doing things. I'm like, oh, okay, what's that? Tell me. Like I'll do. I do the same thing that I've seen coaches do uh, to me. Like where they've asked me to show like a, them a technique and whatever. I do it as well. Like I've you know the leg lock game is a big thing these days, and like. I, you know, I understand some of it, but I know that some students are out there that are going after it. So, like, I'll sit there and go, well, you know, tell me what you know. doesn't yeah. mean that they know everything, but I want to go, what's your perspective? Because mm. I think that's an important thing, too, is, like, getting someone's, a, a different person's uh, perspective. So, like, when I go up to the Sunshine Coast, there is a couple of places that I like to train at, um, and then I learn different things, yeah. another perspective I'll always be Gaha. I'm always going to come back here. Yeah. Um, and I'll, But I'll train up the Gaha as there as well because it's another perspective. Yeah. And I'm gathering information. I'm gather, gathering all these things that make me better at jiu-jitsu. Mm. Um, and once again, it adds to me, I think, as a person. Um, to Like I can go to another gym and go, like I'm not afraid to go to another gym and the black belt submits me or one of their kick-ass purple belts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, okay, show me what you did. How did you do that? There might be, because, like, you end up training with the same people and you can get into a little bit of a rut. So, like, I teach morning classes, but I tell the students in the morning classes, hey, go to a night class, go to a midday class because there's going to be different people and you're going to get different perspectives because yeah. we're teaching an arm bar, but you're, like... 20 to 30 kilos bigger than me. So my setup and my idea about like how I would and when I would uh, do an armbar mm. may differ from you. For sure. Um, and to have that, that interjection from like other people I think is important. Right from the beginning, Jiu-Jitsu, like there was always like we would 
get like with friends, you know what I mean? Like, especially, mm. you know, your coach would take like two or three guys to another gym or you organize with another mate and you would go in a car to train with other, you know, other gyms or other, uh, other branches from the same gym as well, you know, where the train mm. was a little bit stronger or had a different time because part of evolution is to train with different people because they have, you're not expecting what they're going to do. They don't know your game. Mm-hmm. They always get much in a comfort zone. You know, every yeah. single, like what the patterns that be very similar all the time. So yeah. this is a very important yeah. way to, to evolve as well, you know. But I'll, I will be clear and whether it, like people like this comment or not, like I think that you should have loyalty to a gym um, if that gym is loyal to you. Like, um, but that's a, like a symbiotic uh, relationship of respect um, uh, yeah. and I think that that's important. Like, and I consider myself to be like, f- like a Gaha student, mm. a Gaha coach. And I, and I, I feel yeah, that that's where, that but I, I will go to another, to another gym, um, and train like if I'm away and stuff like that, but it's a way of just training, meeting some new people yeah. and, and gathering knowledge and information. And yeah, I think I've... there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I, I, I think that, and it's my opinion that there's a, a you have to have a certain level of loyalty to a, a gym unless you move and you, that gym is not available yeah, to you. Yeah, I understand yeah. that, that you have to make adjustments yeah. I don't quit jiu-jitsu like join yeah, another gym I, I would encourage that but I do think that there should be some loyalty to the people who especially build you up I think like um probably like a lot of the bad kind of stigma around that like I think there's two ways to look at it. I think like particularly in like this modern climate, there are a lot of people that do jump around gyms, and yeah. a lot of the time, the reason they do it is they're not happy with their progression here, so they go somewhere else because yeah. they think they're going to get the next belt or whatever. And I think that's the, the you know the student's fault. I don't think like you should just leave a gym based on not getting the belt you want or whatever. Yeah, like fair enough if you recognize that there's an issue at the gym, the instructor is not you know, presenting the classes properly or they don't mm. have a level of which is, um, you know, the same of things you've experienced or whatever. Like, yeah. I, if there's problems with the gym, I understand leaving, but leaving based on, like, a, a disappointment in your improvement, man, that's not... Man, that's, that's escaping. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's leaving the situation. excuse to not... Now, yeah. all, also on top of that, like, man, you can't get upset with people that are going to leave. Like, a, a lot of people in the past that have been instructors, whether in Brazil or in, you yeah. know, a Western country, man, they would get angry with the people for leaving. Yeah, yeah. That it, it became this, like, gang-type mentality. Like, if you leave, you Personal, betrayed, yeah. you betrayed me and you betrayed the gym. It's nothing personal, yeah. man. The guy wants to do something else, no problem. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you'll find people that do leave, especially if you are presenting a good thing, it's their issue. Yeah, yeah. This, why, why would you care? Yeah. And, why like, into that, like, I've got friends <clears throat> who used to train here. They're at other gyms <clears throat> and there's not a gaha, like, that fits into their schedule or is not close enough by and they've, they've yeah. gone to another gym. Still, my friends, mm. still see them regularly, mm. have a chat to them, perfect. <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, if that, that's not your situation, yeah. I, I feel that you should show some loyalty to to your gym, yeah. notwithstanding that everything is not, everything is fine, okay? Yeah. So, like, you know, there's respect, you know, the training is good. And, yeah, like, this whole thing about, like, blaming someone else for your progression, like, I think this is not someone's going to last a jiu-jitsu anyhow. So it doesn't matter where they go, they'll, they'll get know, filtered man. out. They might find a place that gives them belts and then they're, like, man, people are crazy, man. People, mm. like, they, they, they really <laughs> focus... They, Very true. They focus more on, like, the appearance and, and taking the photo of a, a new belt and stuff than actually, like, man, what's the point of having a purple belt if you can't defend yourself? Yeah, correct. What is, what's, the, what's the point of going on this pursuit to improve mm. yourself if you're not going to improve yourself? Yeah. Man, um, you can go to the shops and buy a coloured belt if you want. 
Just yeah. go and buy and put it on. Yeah. I don't know why, because they want like the, um, like they want it, they want the reward of being re- like the given prestige. this thing, the prestige yeah. of being rewarded this thing, but they don't want to do the work. And this yeah. is just something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. Oh, n- n- not in this game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, difficult. not a chance. Yeah. Brandon, um, so do you prefer, um, do you prefer gear or no gear? Personally. Gi, I prefer gi. Do you prefer gi? Yeah. So, like, when I first started, like, I um, I trained in gi and no gi, yeah. um, and I made a decision, like, when I was uh, sort of, I think after I got my blue belt, that I couldn't divide my time equally between them. Like, so, um, you know, uh, like, jiu-jitsu is, like, not my whole life. Um, it's a part of my life. And so, like, I want to do other activities and I have other responsibilities. Um, but I felt, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I felt that... Um, trying to split my time between them. If I could do two classes, one was this and one was that, I'd just prefer to just focus on one area. And subsequently I'll tell people that that's not the right way to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should you should do both. Yeah. Um, but what I ended up doing is that, like, I stopped doing no gi and, um, and I focused just on gi. And because of that, I, I, I'm, I'm much better in... in, in uh, in in the gi i feel um and i'm more comfortable in the gi although the last few competitions like i got knocked out first round in gi and i medaled in both no gi so (laughs) go figure um but i like like from um i think it was like purple belt onwards i know sorry brown belt onwards i focus a lot more on the gi but i like the gi because i like to slow things down i'm a small guy um and nine percent of the people that i train with are at least 10 to you know to 15 kilos bigger than me, especially in my morning class. Actually, the average is 20 kilos Uh more than me. They're they're all around about 90 kilos and I'm 70. Uh A gi allows me to slow them down a lot. Um, and then I frustrate them, they burn out. And that's part of my game is that like, I like to play like a bottom open or a bottom half. Um, and I like to use the gi to minimize their movement. And then they, they try to pull out, I pull them in, they try to come in, I push them out and I slowly just burn them down in no gi. I don't have that luxury cause you can't grab on as much. Right. Um, and so I do like it. And I, I, I but then love... Brenda puts his fourth gear yeah. and goes to the, yeah. to the scramble. Correct. Yeah, that's that's definitely my superpower. Um, but I also, I, there's something about using my gi or using their gi to submit someone that I find, like, like amusing, oh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Like, I enjoy it, but, like, to use your gi and then I'm using it to choke you, Makes me laugh, uh, <laughs> to be honest. And so I like that. Uh, um, but, like, since brown belts, when I got my brown belt, I went, oh, I need to start, like, focusing more on um, on no-gi. So I've, yeah. I've gone back into to doing that. And I like both. The, to me, they're, they're different. Mm. There's similarities and they complement each other. Uh-huh. And this is what I didn't understand at mm. a blue belt level. I kind of thought, this is different and this doesn't help this at all. Wrong. The better you get at no gi and then locking things down and controlling without these grips, yeah. the better you're going to be at, at using grips um, or if you, you can't use grips in, the, in, in gi um, to, to shut things down. But it makes a much tighter game because then when I transitioned from going from just doing purely gi at the brown belt level to doing no gi, like everything was wide, wide open. And like what I said, like in the scramble, I could get on top of people most of the time because I'm quick. Um, but it wasn't clean. It wasn't crisp 
jiu-jitsu like technique it was mm. sloppy so uh, like over that like the time through brown belt into black belt i've worked on that a lot more um and uh and i, I enjoy both i like both but if someone goes you can only do one for the rest of your life it'll be gay for yeah. sure yeah. you uh, yeah, so I, no. never, I, I i you know a professional athlete you have to get good at both because yeah. there are competitions on both they yeah. have prices on both and yeah. it's a different but there is always one that you like. You you know like do you prefer one? No, I don't really prefer one. Like I, I've talked about this a little before, but like like I always look at things as like not one better than the other. It's always like there's good things about this and bad things mm. about that. It's always like this middle ground kind of view. Like I, man, and it's I, definitely not a I really enjoy better or worse. both. Yeah, correct. And there's no I don't better. Know it's a better personal, or worse. Kind of I just like, like yeah, feel like, more like it most of the time. But that's what I mean. Like I enjoy these aspects of this, and yeah, I enjoy yeah, these yeah, aspects gotcha. of this. It's hard for me to it's pick a, one. It is you know a good point. And and, like, the thing that I would say, like, in my opinion, the biggest difference between the two is just the amount of friction involved. Like you're saying, the gripping, the this and that. Yeah. So, in the in the gi stuff, you you have a more systematic approach to attacking from the guard stuff mm. because you can grip the guy in a way that it's much harder for him to detach yeah. from you. Particularly also, because of that friction, you get better at technically escaping things. Why? Because there's more friction. You can't just blow out of things and bust out of stuff is easy. Mm. You, you have to technically learn how to remove yourself from the control, detach and get out. So the friction creates all of these dilemmas in, in the gi stuff. On the bottom, it's actually a lot of the time more, it's easier for you to control like you're saying. Yeah. All right. When you're doing guard and things like that. If you're stuck in bad positions though, it's way harder. Yeah. It's way harder to maneuver out. It's way harder. You got to be even more accurate with how you apply the techniques to remove yourself from whatever control the person has. Mm-hmm. In the nogi, I think the thing that it becomes more difficult is actually controlling another human being because there's a le- lo- loss of friction. So you have to be way more accurate with timing. Yes. You can't be so systematic. There's a small window and if you miss it, you missed it. So you have to be way better at it. I always use the, like, the analogy of you lined up the crosshairs of the sniper and once it hits the target, you better pull the trigger because if you miss it, it's gone. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that I think you work on more in the nogi stuff. It's way easier to just scramble out of stuff and do whatever. So controlling another human being is way more difficult. Mm. So you're going to learn how to control or reposition yourself and stay in good position more in the nogi stuff. You're going to be way more reactive and, and capitalizing on stuff's way quicker. Oh, there's an armbar, bang, got to the armbar and you found it. Because if you, you you hesitate, you miss whatever, you, the, the opportunity is gone. <clears throat> and in the gi, you can be so much more systematic with everything. You can learn how to control a human being and hold on to them and do this. But you know, like as a catch twenty two, like when you're trying to remove yourself from stuff, you have to be way more systematic. Yeah. With everything you apply. Right? And that's kind of what I learned. Like yeah. to to abandon it, no gear, the blue belt level mm. was mistake. Um, and like if, if I can give anyone advice, like you know. From day one, do both. Like yeah. you might, you might do more gi classes, yeah. but do do a no gi. Like if you're doing like <clears throat> three classes total, two gi and one no gi, but do that gi consistently, no gi rather consistently I, through the yeah, whole time. I really do think it's very very complementary, and the skills oh. you're going to learn from the gi stuff will help you in the no gi, and the skills oh. you're going to help in the no gi are going to help you in the gi stuff. I think the reason now people gravitate towards no gi stuff is just more popular. And again, generally the reason it's more popular is because it's harder to control each other, so there's more movement. But see, like and, my decision yeah. was not popular or anything like yeah. that. It, it it was like a 
like a, a strategic move to focus on one area, mm. um, which I thought this is smart. Like, and, and a lot of the time, just focus on one area instead of spanning your thing, yeah. your attention across um, multiple things or multiple disciplines yeah. Yeah. is is uh, is smart, a smart yeah. idea. But it wasn't until I realised that how they complemented each other yeah. that I realised that like, well, that's lost time. But like lesson learned i can at least use my experience to pass on to someone else if someone go ask me anytime oh what should i do i go both without a doubt um and whether i like one or more i do like it i like it i find it fun i would just say man it's it's up to you it depends what you want to do like uh, most people that are looking at competing now and becoming like an athlete in jiu-jitsu they all gravitate towards nogi why because that's the stuff that's most popular that's what people are watching that's what people are promoting that's where all the competition tournaments are based on it's all in nogi. Now, if you're thinking about being an athlete as a, or a competitor, focusing on nogi is not a bad choice because that's what's that's what the popularity is moving towards. It depends your goal. If you just want to become a better uh, practitioner of martial arts, man, you should always do both. In my opinion, again, it's complementary. The stuff you learn in the gi is yeah. going to help you with nogi and it's going to make you better overall. Mm. But... You have a small window of time to be an athlete and all this stuff. You want to focus on being an ADCC world champion. All you're going to do is nogi stuff. That's up to you, man. In my opinion, I would still always focus on both. Same same thing you're saying, whether it's a strategic choice or yeah, yeah. whether it's this. In my opinion, in terms of improvement or being a better individual, yeah. whether it's martial arts, whatever, if you do both, you're going to be better. Yeah. yeah. And let me nogi, recap, my, strate- my strategy was wrong. <laughs> Don't do that. Do both. Do both. I, I like both. I like both. Obviously, uh, brought up in Brazil, you've done a lot of uh, gi most yeah. of the mm. time. The no gi at the time was made with gi pants and no shirt. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's how we went. Um, but I started to like a lot more. But there's one thing that I always say is that I like both. But if to, to train with a, a, a rough, and, and without, I like no gear a lot as well, but to train with someone that is technical to yeah. do like someone that's just going to go and, and, and like have a super like, you know, leaving elbows and going mental. Then I prefer to train with that person in gear. Yeah. Or not at all, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, because you can control. You <laughs> yeah, can, but, you know, yeah, probably never. Well. Probably <laughs> never, ever, you know what I mean? Because I'm getting yeah. too old for that. But if you get a guy like, you know, like that's like that, like train no gear, I'll, I'll feel shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I think it comes back to the same point. It's because you can avoid all that, that collision and all this stuff because right. you can control the guy more. So right. you just have to understand, like, regardless of whether it's gear, no gear, man, you, you want to be a pilot or a truck driver, you need to understand, all right, what are the benefits and things out of this thing? What are the negatives? What are the positives and benefits out of this thing and the negatives? Everything's cost and benefit, cost benefit analysis. What What's the great things? What's the bad thing? Everything costs something, all right? In the gear, it costs this. In the no gear, it costs that. What yeah. do you want to do? Yeah. Or do both. Then you got the negatives from both sides and the positives from both sides. Cover yeah. everything. It doesn't really matter. But people like, that do follow... No, it doesn't matter at all, but it's a, it's sometimes it's just a lifestyle thing oh, sure. in a way where... Like, you know, you you have people that love play soccer at the beach. You know, mm-hmm. you have people that like on the grass, like people that like on cement. You know, it's just very similar. Yeah, but if you're... They all soccer. If you're yeah, doing yeah. for lifestyle, man, do everything. Do, yeah, for do, sure. Do that. Do yeah. kickboxing. And you get everything. fun out of all of them. You yeah. agree? I agree. 100%. Like, yeah, if you There's just, no downside to, to either of them, really. No, no. Especially because, like, oh, this is what we've got today. All right, man, I'm in. Yeah, okay, correct. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I said. Like, in my car, like, I'll have... 
and, and like the bag that I bring to jiu-jitsu, I always have like a no gear in there. Yeah. Just in case someone yeah. goes, like Andrew goes, hey, can you want to jump on and do this for a second? Okay, ready to go. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah. I think that's something that people should kind of prescribe to a little more. Like if you're not doing something seriously, like if you're not being an athlete, if you're not being like a, um, you know, this is your thing that you do for work or, or an income or whatever, man, do everything, try everything. You yeah. should be going and, you know, doing kickboxing, boxing, some Kung Fu, this and that. No. Find, <laughs> man, find, find the thing. No, but man, find the things that you like and enjoy and then do that. Like, I think a lot of people kind of get into an attitude like, no, I only do jujitsu. I only do this. And man, try the stuff, go do some wrestling, go yeah. do some judo, go do some, man, yeah. try and learn, True. explore, whatever. Man, the, I think the idea of, only staying committed to one thing, man, it's silly if you're not going to be like an athlete in that thing. Unless you're going to go to the judo, uh, sorry, go to the Olympics for judo or whatever. Mm. Man, it's silly to like, man, judo and judo, judo. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I actually even think like advice for like students um, and especially people new to jiu-jitsu, people get like addicted and they go like six days a week. Nothing wrong with it. For how long though? For how long? Yeah. Like, so that would be, be my next question, Brandon. Like... Um, being over 40, you know, and um, you have three kids as mm-hmm. well, yeah. which a lot of people would be that showcase excuse to not train. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there's a lot of people, uh, oh, I'm already 30. I was like, you know, oh, I have a kid, it's really hard, or mm-hmm. oh, it's raining, or oh, you know, like people have excuses. <laughs> like they go, oh, I'm working harder, like no one works. So, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and 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 I know you 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 always train regularly. You have a schedule. Yeah. Uh, I think when you like something and some something more important, even when something makes you feel better, makes you feel you know optimal level, mm. you know, uh, you make you make a time. You make a time, and yeah. and and uh, you you've been doing that for a long time. And now you know also over forty. What are the changes that you have to make? to have the jiu-jitsu being part of your lifestyle for, for, for all these times, like having three kids, being over 40, there's a few adaptations, like we can't train every day. Mm-hmm. You have to have like a, you, are you always on yoga here? You have to have a yoga, like a stretching routine. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are the, the advices you can give to people that have like, you know, all these commitments? Okay. So like two, two questions in there. Like the first one about like, um, like managing the time to train like so like I work full-time like I have a side business um, and I teach and I uh, and I have three kids Um, so basically it is 100% focused on what you want so if you want something you will make the time and uh, you look at your schedule and then like how much time are you sitting down how much time are you watching tv how much are you flicking through your screen how much time are you like wasting or you're being busy um but not productive yeah and for me when i started jujitsu i i fell in love with the puzzle of trying to figure it out and the more that i solved the puzzle the more i realized i didn't know and the more i wanted to learn so I just made the time like and like, you know, I would negotiate time like with work or whoever so I could come. And then like I always had a commitment of like going a minimum of two times a week to three times if maximum. And if it came like I would go like, you know, times would come up like where I'd, ha- I'd be on holidays. I would go like five days a week. Mm-hmm. But what I like and it, it worked well with the evolution of the gym, more people coming, more classes becoming available. Yeah. I originally when more I first options. started, I trained at night. So, like, I work in the city, I would come 
uh, here, I'd train, then I'd go home and I'd do it like two nights a week, three nights a week. Um, and at, at times, like and uh, back in the old gym, there used to be a, I think it was like a gi class and a no gi class or other way around, like one after the yeah. other. And I used to go bang, I'd do two of them. So that's two classes and I'd get two other ones in, right. in there. And my body would hate me. Um, <laughs> like even, even back then when I was 30, it still hated me. Um, then, uh, like, you know, when the kids were, came along, like, you know, I had one kid and I had two kids and uh, then three kids, um, the night times weren't working, like, you know, because you're trying to put kids to bed and shit like that. Okay, cool. I'm going to go midday. So I negotiated with my work. I said, hey, I want to be able to, and I worked in the valley at this stage. I want to be able to, um, to go and train. So they go, okay, cool. So, like, I would start work earlier mm. and then I'd, I'd, I'd get off at, like, um, I think it was 11.30 class. So I'd stop at 11, go back at 2. I'd get on a bike, like it would go 11, 11 o'clock, I'd run down, get my bike, pedal here from the the, uh, mm. the valley, train, then ride back. One time I was like so buggered, like I clipped a bin and like it went ass over tit. Um, <laughs> and so I almost crashed a few times, but it's because I, it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, I'd get back to work, I'd finish out my work, then I'd go home and take care of all my other duties. Uh, then uh, I moved offices again and then like... Uh, and then I had to, like, it was out in, like, um, on the north side of Brisbane, kind of close to Lawton. Mm. Then I drove. Like, so mm. I, you know, I'm still coming to daytimes. And then that became much harder. We, I moved into, uh, the, back into the city and to try and get out of the city here, mm. even though it's the same distance from the valley, logistically it's way more difficult. There's, you have to cross different paths and roads and stuff. And the daytime wasn't um, wasn't going to work for me. I couldn't go tonight. And luckily at that stage, morning classes started coming. So I came to morning classes. So I'm getting up. Like I lived, at that time, I lived in the north side, getting up at 5 o'clock, having all my stuff, driving here, training, then going to work. Which is a brilliant lifestyle, by the way. You know. Yeah, it, like I love the morning classes. Like I, if no one's doing, if people are, you know, worried about getting up and early, the rest of your day, you've owned it already. Like you go and do a, like a, a jiu-jitsu training session and then go to the rest of the, like you're not bothered with stuff. Like oh, can be back boss, at home, look like after this, the kids. Yeah, eh, whatever. And you just, you move on. But I wanted to do jiu-jitsu. Like, that's the main thing I wanted to do. I had other things in my life, like music and this and da-da-da, but jiu-jitsu was a goal that I wanted to achieve. So it didn't matter what impediment was put up. I didn't focus on the impediment. It was like, how am I going to get around this? Get around this? Yeah. Like, and, like, I had big arguments with people at work and stuff, like, you know, major things like where, like, you know, I'd go to HR and all sorts of things about jiu-jitsu because, like, I'm going, like, well, fuck this guy. People He's have... saying I can't go. I'm going to go, and I'll show you that I'm going to go. And I, I made it happen. So I got, like, a lot of impediments um, thrown up at me, yeah. but I overcame them because that's what I wanted to achieve. But you don't have 10 cigarettes breaks during the day, do you? No, when you work, correct. Uh, and, like, you know, I wouldn't eat lunch. So like, I'd, I'd be, like, spitting lunch on myself as I'm driving back type of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I'd go to work early, I'd come late and like I wouldn't have morning teas and like I would just make it work. My work was always done. It's just for like, a, you know, a period of driving and training. I was not there. Um, and yeah, but it came down to it's what I wanted to do. I yeah. knew that's w what I wanted to do and I made it happen. So the second part is, is being 40. Um, a, a lot of it is um, really kind of putting your, your ego uh, in, in a vault. Um, because you can't compete 
as much all the time with some younger people. But I, I, I slow my game down a lot and like I'll let people get things and get to spaces because I know that like even if someone gets my back, like if I just relax and calm, let them burn themselves out if they're bigger, not all the time, but like I just kind of, not, I'm not so worried about winning a role because like I don't think that you win a role anyhow. Like you get submitted and then you're either, you've submitted someone, you've learned something as the person who did the submission on someone going, okay, that worked. Or oh, when I did this, this was, this was great. If you get submitted, oh, where did I go wrong? Oh, they did, right. did this next time I need to go back. So it's a win-win every time. And I know that's common in jiu-jitsu, but it's true from both angles. Would you say that like, as you've gotten older, you're more composed in like worse scenarios and stuff like that? Because yes. Because you've just got more 100%, experience. 100%, and- yeah. You right. get better escaping yeah. too because you're so much more uh, like slower. Eh? Like yeah. On the yeah. And so article. interestingly, like I have claustrophobia mm. um and so when i first started jiu-jitsu it was, it was pretty uh difficult it was pretty difficult yeah. um and like because like i'd get like someone who's really big on top of me and then like i would panic and like i've had to stop roles numerous occasions because like i started having a panic attack because of claustrophobia like right. i'm getting squashed and i can't move i'm like get off me right. um and then i would explain to the person oh, like i'm sorry like but you know blah 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 um, and they go, oh, okay. And like, interesting, I've had a, a student run out before of the class because they were claustrophobic, but I didn't know. Right. <laughs> they, they never came back. And I sent a, a, a text Edward. I said, oh, some guy ran out. I don't right. know what happened. But we, we pieced it all together. Right. Um, but really, it's just about going and having fun. So I'm not, I'm not out to, to prove anything. Right. I like to roll hard. And like, if there's competitions, I've decided to go on a competition, we'll like, I'll beef it up a little bit. But I'm out there as an instructor, try and make people better, not to, to win or anything. Yeah. So it's more that, like, I, my game is just much more relaxed. If you pass my guard, okay, cool. I'm not going to let you pass my guard, but if it gets passed... What happens okay. you're not going to panic anymore. You're exactly. Um, and, uh, and even with, like, like, because it's been so long now, the claustrophobia thing doesn't come around as much because I'm composed. It's a, claustrophobia, is, claustrophobia is just a uh, fight or flight yeah. uh, response. And it used to be a flight where you have to get out. And it's not even a fight now. It's just, a, okay, there, breathe, bang, bang, and just... And I also don't let myself get into positions that I know that trigger it, um, like, really quickly. Yeah. Um, and when I'm against big guys, like, I just play that that game um, and I don't let anything just get set up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really about just slowing things down and being calm and not worrying about the end result my like i like to get a submission um these days through as little effort as possible um that's that's the goal though isn't it that's the goal of jiu-jitsu you know what i mean to achieve your goal with with as much efficiency as possible yeah um exactly like if i can get that submission where i haven't had to really work for it Mm. i love it that's why i like uh, uh wrist locks and i don't get them as much now but like a lot of the students in the morning class, they'd be doing something and they'd be like here. And they're just sitting there like that. And if yeah. they're a blue belt, you're gone. Yeah. And like, and I would get it. But they've now all learned to keep things close and not to do this like yeah. the old gooseneck. Um, but like, I like that submission because it was so simple. I had to do nothing for it 
they just had their arm there. Yeah, I think that's interesting, man. Like, as you get older, you're kind of forced into doing jiu-jitsu properly, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you just don't have the same energy output. And that's yeah. from anyone. Like, man, like, even the way I... Like, I'm still strong and athletic and stuff like that, but, like, the amount of output... <laughs> yeah, man, but, like... <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. No, but, like, the, 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 the... No, but the output of energy that I had when I was 20 versus now, 26, 20, 10, yeah. 27, is massively different. Like, man, I could just do whatever I wanted when I was 20. And, and you, you talk about... Uh, any athlete, like I'm still strong. I'm in the prime of. You but know, you're using a better service. Yeah, it's I'm, yeah. I'm efficient with what I'm doing. I don't yeah. just go. Oh, I don't care. I can get through anything. Do have a Just pure biology. Biology is not supposed to be something you rely yeah. on. You're supposed to rely on. And it'll give you longevity techniques if you start nickel. doing Absolutely. it now. Even more longevity. The earlier you can learn that, the better. And the thing is, is I just think it's funny that people try to resist that for as long as possible, but like it's inevitable. Like yeah. time will. Take and they break everything. themselves most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being small, like I, I, like for a long time, I've had to resort to being, you know, you know, faster or whatever. Well, yeah, faster, mm. but just smarter yeah. about what I what I'm doing. <laughs> for like, sure. Um, and so, and Eduardo touched on it. Like, one from a game perspective, it's to slow it down uh, and just be smarter and calmer. Um, but from a complementary thing. Uh, like yoga so i've been doing yoga for like a year and a half now uh, and that has been amazing so i would recommend anyone to do like yoga classes i that, think we are the most regulars eh? like oh like i barely yeah. miss a class yeah uh, and but it's it's been a real benefit of just like core strength um i do some weights like some kettlebell stuff and, and push-ups and chin-ups and things like that but i don't do a lot of weights um i don't think that that's very i just I'm, have you added all of this stuff like as you've gotten older or yeah, yeah. so when i was younger like i wouldn't care about warm up much, yeah. i'd just go in like go hell for leather and then go home yeah. wouldn't stretch down wouldn't do anything and yeah. never did anything else yeah. um but now like i i'd like to do more complementary sort of things like some like a whole body uh, you know yeah. um body weight exercise like where i just do squats and lunges um and push-ups and dips and, yeah. and chin-ups and things so that my whole body is not big but like i'm I'm maintaining, maintaining the core so, yeah. strength um, and flexibility. Like flexibility and movement um, and mobility I think is really important. Like I don't want to get to a point um, of like where I can't move, I can't walk, I can't bend so over. So would you things. say it's, as you've gotten older it's more important to have like a physical maintenance regime? Yeah, but yeah. you should start it as soon Yeah, of as course. Possible. You should have it forever. But I think yeah. like it's even more important the older you get. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Sure. And like don't don't get drawn into this like uh, deadlifting stuff. Yeah, it's not about power. Yeah. It's just maintaining yeah. some some level of movement, strength and, and conditioning and yeah. mobility and yeah. flexibility. I recently yeah. just uh, tried Pilates, which yeah. was actually really good. Yeah. Um, and like I like to do lots of things. Like in some exercise, we'll be just going for a hike. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like this gym um, orientated. Um, yeah, uh, lifting activity. heavy, smashing your body, whatever. Yeah. Um, like I'll go for a hike or, you know, even just a walk, but it's that movement and that complementary lifestyle to doing jiu-jitsu. Also, knowing when to not train as well, I think is, has been very important. Resting, like yeah. I still have the same mentality, like I want to train, I want to train, I want to train, I want to train, but I need to listen. I listen to my body a lot more. I've even done it before, like where I've gone for it to start to do exercise and I like, you know, I'll do like a bicep curl or something and go, oh, there's a bit of a tweet there, and I go, normally I get, don't be a pussy, like, let's get through it. Yeah. Now I'm like, let's just put that down, because, yeah. like, I'm, I don't want to risk something 
for what? Like some type of like male ego nonsense. I want to be able to train jiu-jitsu. I want to have a good life. I want to be able to play with my kids, go out and do things and whatever it might be. Um, and so you have to approach what you're doing differently. Yeah. I think like probably the biggest thing you're mentioning, like underlying and everything is like you need to find a deep level of discipline to mm. have the outcome in the life you want. And yep. it started with like, you know, I'm going to be so disciplined with how well I do my work and eating lunch and doing all this stuff so I can go and train jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And I'm going to structure a life through my own discipline where I can actually do the things that I want. Yeah. And now that I'm getting older and, you know, it's harder on my body, and I'm going to be more disciplined with who I train with, how I train with them, what I do to maintain myself and all this stuff. And the thing is, is all of the, all it is at the end of it is how disciplined you are being with your own regime or your own schedule. And the, the more disciplined you are with anything, the better outcome you have. Yeah. And I think that's something that particularly younger dudes or pe- younger people in general never never even consider. Yeah. It's a balance. Yeah. And like, the, what, like for me, like a lot of that is about balance. Like, self-discipline. Though, I think the, yeah. the more you do these movements, the more you expose yourself to, to stretching, the more you, you the, the more time you do, the more you, you got to understand yourself. So you ask, like you can understand when it's time for you to not train. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have these... Mm. understanding of inner self that's very important i think to be able to be the judge of these calls you know yeah exactly and like yeah. as, as an instructor as well like so i'm a black belt like you know i don't care if i tap to someone like this not a black belt mm. like if i get one of my students and they catch me i'm gonna tap mm. don't care i think mm. that's a really important thing like as a level you got whether you're a blue belt purple belt brown belt if someone get, is, is getting you, like, you need to let go of your ego and tap because I've seen a bunch of people get injured as well um, because they don't want to tap to a lower belt. Just take it on the chin and go, okay, they caught you because that's going to happen. Um, and I think that's one of the things, like, that, um, like, being older is, like, my, my recovery is going to be a lot longer mm-hmm. than, like, you know, someone in their 20s. And yeah. so, like, I, I will avoid things um, that I where I don't get injured as well. If someone gets my arm extended, tap, done. Don't care who you are, mm-hmm. I'm going to tap. And I think that's actually a very important uh, sort of part of training when you're older as well. Yeah, for sure. I think it's the same thing. As you, you're understanding more, but at the end of it, it's just being disciplined with everything you're doing. Like, oh, I'm going to be disciplined with tapping. I want to be disciplined with my yeah, schedule. Yeah. I'm going to be disciplined with my stretching. Like... The, the importance of discipline is so like um, obvious in life in general, but as you get older with anything physical, because your body, like man, the, it, it, whether it's a professional NBA player or whatever, a guy at twenty is eating cheeseburgers and doing whatever he wants, and he yeah. can still perform the same way. A guy at forty cannot. Yeah, you better be your diet better be right. You yeah. better be stretching. You better be working out. Yeah. You better be tapping when you need to. You better be doing it. like man. You have to be so much more disciplined because the repercussions are bigger. Correct. And the, 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 I just think it's interesting that as you get older, you, you if you are aware of this stuff, if you're open to you know understanding this stuff, you're going to develop a, a deeper level of, of discipline and you're going to be way stricter with things and you're going to structure and organize things properly yeah. because if you don't, you're going to have bad outcomes. Yeah. And here in Australia, sorry. Yeah, I just think as a as a younger dude, you don't have to do that, and that's why that is a trap of jujitsu. That that trap itself of not being disciplined and not not knowing where things stand and not being disciplined and strict with things, whether it's stretching, whether it's everything. I'm I'm the same. I have never ever had a disciplined 
structured routine for stretching. And I've been injured countless times because of that. Because I never focused on that. The only thing I focused on was getting stronger and more powerful and, you know, this and, and more strength and more power and more strength and more power and never focused on being flexible. And I've had multiple knee injuries and I've had this and I've had ankle injuries and I've broken this and I've broken that and I've had knee reconstructions and blah, blah, blah. And the reason for that is because of not being disciplined. And the reason you're not disciplined is like, ah, it'll be right, whatever. This this poor attitude of, of ill-discipline because I'll just get through it with my biology. I'll just get through it because of this or because of this. And people do that in every aspect. Mm. We, we talked about right at the start of this kind of podcast where the guys that were um, professional fighters running a gym that didn't give a shit about the general population of the gym, which brings the majority of the income. Yeah, They're, they're the majority of the gym, but oh. they don't care about that and they're not disciplined with promoting or giving a good product because all they cared about was their own training. Yeah. And uh, this is just extra garbage to to you know fund our own training. Yeah. But man, you, like if you're disciplined with that now, you create a great scenario for everything, and it, everything improves. Yeah. And I just yeah, I just think it's an important point to note that like. And bringing yeah. it full circle to yeah. that question, like I moved my life around and and, yeah. and, and situated so I could train jujitsu. Yeah. That goal hasn't changed. Yeah. Doesn't matter what belt you've got. My goal is still to train jiu-jitsu. And so it might not be about time now, yeah. but it's about my ability to train jiu-jitsu. So I'm not going to do something where I'm going to get injured or, or cause myself some type of impediment to train jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That's right. And your circumstances are always going to change, but your, your goal is always the same. You know what I mean? So Correct. you're going to have to adjust and change and be disciplined in different areas yeah. and in different things, but you're still always focusing on how can I work on my own self-discipline to create the life that I want? Yeah. I want to do this. This is the goal. So what do I have to cut back on and be disciplined around so that I can achieve this? 100%. Yeah. And like, like since I started jiu-jitsu, that has been one of my core focuses. Like it's, I want it to always be like a, a prominent positive thing, which it is, in my life. Yeah. And I will make the rest of my life fit around that. Yeah. <laughs> and when you look at like, when you look at like, um, if you have more, uh, like in Brazil, for example, you have you exposed to training for a lot of older people, right? So mm-hmm. you have you can train for black belt that's sixty, when they're seventy, I train for the as eighty, which you have to cater for them, right? Not putting any physicality in it yeah. and become a completely puzzle game. And sometimes you blow your mind how much tools they have. People that actually gave themselves all these years for yeah. jiu-jitsu, you know, yeah. as a lifestyle and, and professional, etc. They might not be able to submit you 20 times, but they can definitely teach they have, you. And they have, and they show you things, stuff, man, yeah. and it's beautiful. And, and, I, and I, I found I, this I super, yeah, yeah, I want that. And I, yeah. and I respect that. And that's how people's mentality has to change to be able to, to, to get the most out of these trainings as well, you know? Correct. And the only way you can do that is by doing it smart. Like, to have that longevity and, like, to be able to move around and train. Like, you might not have the, the, the whole physicality or the strength or mm. whatever. But if you can – if you've got movement um, and you're healthy, you can go onto the mat with someone who knows how to control themselves and you can have fun still in jiu-jitsu and you can teach people. Um, and, like, I, that's what I, my hope is. That's my goal. And mm. that's what I work towards. Beautiful. And I do it every day. Like, I'm eating well, trying to get enough sleep. You know, I don't drink a lot. Um, all of those type of things is about, you know, having this in my life until one day I, like, I tip out and then, like, I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> anymore, <laughs> so, like, at that point, I don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. Brandon, uh, look, I think it was a great pleasure to yeah. have with us today. Yeah. Um, we, it's good that we um, 
have all, a lot of the very similar mindset towards things, you know what I mean? That means that uh, we've definitely been sharing the mats and having a great time all these years. Definitely. Um, it's awesome to have you as part of Gaha. Uh, and you've always been um, like right, right-handed, like uh, helping a lot as well, which is something that I always say, you know, and, and Anton and, and, and team as well. Like everyone that's been a long time, this is impossible to get where we're getting if it was just one person. This is, yeah. You got to rely on other It's people. a team, man. Yeah. Like, and this yeah, is yeah. the biggest proof that the team can make it, can go much further. I have no doubt about it. But it's always good to show my appreciation, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, you guys being awesome. Like, there was like every single time we we learn lessons, just like Jiu-Jitsu, we put it back in practice. We go back, one correct one, one say, well, I'm going to go back next time and do it better and so on. And we're always moving forward. Yep. which is the beauty about it. So thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate the time. And, like, just to add on to a little bit what you said there, like, and we've talked about it during the podcast, but, like, jiu-jitsu is much more than just that rolling around yeah, on the ground. Yeah, somebody else, yeah. There's that friendship, that building of your your personal character, the the support, and all of that mixed in, and let's just call it life, yeah. but, a, like, a good, positive life, that is going in a great direction yeah. and we're all trying to do it At the together. Same, together. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm really humbled to be a part of it yeah. um, and to be able to call you guys my friends, like, you know, my you know, mentors, even though like, he's like 15 years younger than me, <laughs> like, you know, like there's still that, like, you know, I learn things from, from Anton and I learn things from, uh, from it. Definitely, definitely. And like, I think this is what's really great about jujitsu. You kind of put out, put away age ranks and stuff and everyone brings a different, perspective yeah, yeah. for life for jiu-jitsu and it's i think it's a beautiful thing i think it's like yeah it's like a pretty um strong journey of like self-maturity and stuff like that like it doesn't matter your age man you're gonna find like a lot of guys that have been doing jiu-jitsu since they were you know you know eight years old 10 years old 15 years old they have a different level of maturity to a lot of people that do yeah. other things it's it's yeah. you, know, you experience life to a deeper extent you know what yeah. I mean? but yeah thank you thank you so much for coming on oh, and guys. and really appreciate um you know your perspective particularly on that like idea of like it changes your relationship with failure and that's something that i've never really kind of thought about but mm. talking about it and stuff yeah. really that was a big that lesson for me. yeah 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 all right guys thanks very Oof. much we'll thanks get so much, the rest of the day yeah man thank you <laughs>